hi there. I'm Candace. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? Welcome to Adventures in Ideology. If you are new to the show, this is a show where we listen to and discuss the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, created in 1986 by Focus on the Family and still running today. If you were raised evangelical, you are probably familiar with it. And if you were not, prepare for some insights into kind of a bizarre subculture. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children. We try to identify the invisible assumptions that are present in evangelical theology and the way they are presented and normalized to kids through Adventures in Odyssey. We listened to and loved this show growing up, and now we are listening with a more discerning ear to identify and deconstruct the problematic ideas we were exposed to as children, and also look at how those beliefs have played out in our lives. We're excited you're here. I'm Candice. And I'm Karis. And today we have a very special guest, Lois Hansen. She is a somatic experience practitioner um, with a university degree and 13 years of training. She also provides classes for Indigenous leaders in the North dealing with intergenerational trauma and is specialized, has specialized training in human sexuality, among many other incredible uh, talents, attributes, capabilities, and educational Stuff. Stuff. Yeah, thanks for introducing me. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> was that okay? That was did, I, did I hit the highlights? I feel like standing up straight and tall oh, good. now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Mm, Welcome. Thanks. We're so glad to have you here. Mm-hmm. And I'm so pleased to be here with my two brilliant nieces. You should have added that onto the intro. And our I should have. And I, yeah, I wasn't sure. Sorry. I, I should have. We weren't sure if you wanted to be associated with us. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So would you like us to call you Auntie Lois for this episode or just Lois? What's better? So if I have a choice, I feel like I'm in this very uh exquisite club where not many people call me auntie so if i have a choice i love when my nieces and nephews call me auntie but i don't want you to call me that if you're not comfortable with it right i love it and i feel like only very few people can call me that and so it's valuable to me but only if you feel comfortable because i know you're past 30 and you don't have to call me auntie <laughs> if you feel like that that keeps you as a child right that's not my interest yeah fair <clears throat> so absolutely if you're if you're comfortable i welcome it and if not no problem at all mm-hmm. thank you auntie lois what what is your relationship with adventures in odyssey did you listen to them at all is uh so i 
I bought some when my daughter was little. So my daughter's 26 now. And when she was little, I bought some Adventures in Odyssey tapes, you know, a, a toddler. And we've had a very busy life. And so we didn't really get an opportunity to sit down and listen to them until years later, we were on this trip. And I put in Adventures in Odyssey and, and, and we actually had this non-Christian passenger along with us. And I was really surprised at how indoctrinating it was because when I purchased it, when was a baby, I thought, oh, this is, this is good, wholesome, you know, no, no swears, good values. I'll get this for my daughter and then she won't be listening to the swear words and the, you know, the fighting and, and all these other things that sometimes are on shows that you don't want your kids to. But I was, I was really, I was actually embarrassed hmm. at how overtly, like, dominating and almost oppressive it felt. And I, I, I didn't know what to say to this person because I, I wasn't expecting. It had been years. It was about, it was about 15 years hmm. of me evolving. Yeah. And I didn't, I hadn't, I hadn't confronted that until then. And, and I didn't after that. I, I, um, we, we, we finished that one story. I can't even remember what it was. We finished that story, put it away. And I never, I never brought it up again. It just, hmm. it just didn't fit with me anymore. Good for you for recognizing that. Yeah. I couldn't help. It yeah. was, you, you know, you know, that feeling of when you're walking into a, I mean, probably we've never felt this, but this is how it felt like when you're taught walking into a cave and there's spider webs on your face. Like you keep, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, 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 what, ah, like I couldn't not notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's going on? What was I thinking? Right. And I, I just, I couldn't not notice. It was, it was just too loud for me. That's so interesting that you used a spider web analogy because we, there was an episode <laughs> yeah. that was called Tangled Web, and it really it highlighted how much Mr. Whitaker is like a spider and, and kind of like weaves these webs to like catch children. He's very predatory in that way, but also mm-hmm. like how a spider web is invisible, but you can mm-hmm. feel it if you walk through it, you know? Oh, like mm-hmm. When you touch it, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And nobody else can see it around you. Yeah, you look like a weirdo, you look- like... Yeah. trying to get this stuff off your face that no one can see. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's often been my experience in my learning that as I'm, as I'm getting the spider webs off my face, those around me don't see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just see your reaction to it. Yeah. 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 And so then I'm like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. How come I'm the only one? And so it's been a process of learning learning about me. And and, mm-hmm. and that again is a is a lovely uh intro to interoception that that I, I feel learning about me isn't encouraged. Yeah. What's encouraged is learning about Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do it like outer stuff and respond yeah. in this outward way. But how am I grounded? How do I know I'm grounded? How do I know this is right for me? That's never asked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's irrelevant in this context, as we see in this episode. Yeah. Karis, do you want to yeah. read the two sentence? I sure do. So today's episode is called Heroes. Originally aired November 12th, 1988, written and directed by Paul McCusker. So the two sentence description. Jimmy Barkley looks up to Lightning Livingston, the star basketball player. When Lightning is accused of using drugs, Jimmy stands up for him, but doesn't know what the truth is. One of the, one of the better two sentence descriptions of an episode that we've had. Yeah. It's like fairly accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought it was notable that this episode is called Heroes and this season is called Heroes. This like set of stories is called Heroes. Mm -hmm. Oh. So this is kind of, I I feel like this is the thesis episode for the season kind of. And we can talk more about what the thesis is. It's too bad we didn't listen to this one first before we listened to all the other ones because then we I could know. have explored this idea of, of like of this theme. Yeah. I know, because now like thinking about the other episodes. Oh, right. Through yeah. the theme of heroes. And how fallible they are, because that seems to be the how you the basically thing. shouldn't have heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. Jesus. Which in a, you know partly isn't wrong. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more that's missing. It's very yeah. unnuanced as Adventures in Odyssey. And I mean, a lot of evangelical Christians tend to be, especially in the teaching. Yeah, you mean like really extreme one way or the other? Yeah, it's like <laughs> you should never look up to anyone, basically. So it's just like a very <laughs> like cut and dried black and white kind of, uh, or you should never look up to anyone except Jesus. Yeah, but yeah. I I mean I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think it's good to look up to people and have people that inspire you and you know, and it's good to surround yourself with people that inspire you. And yeah. it's good to hold mm-hmm. space for human flaw, but not in the way that they talk about in this episode. No. Yeah. And and the whole the whole idea of of human development that again you know i might be i'm going off on a tangent but i always will and it's we as we develop as human beings we want to feel grounded yeah we want to feel a sense of i have a hero and 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 why do i have a hero what in me is responding that way? Why is this person my hero and not that person? That's mm-hmm. never developed. No. And oh, look at you. You notice that your your heart beats faster when you hear about that person because you relate to that. Oh, your physiology is telling you this is happening. This is a grounded and, and stable way to relate. But there's no, there's there's none of that. There's just you know, hero worship there and then oh, move it over there. And that now it's good. Yeah. 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 The, the why is missing. Yeah. yeah. And also I, I never thought about it before, like the physical response 
That's this is what I love whenever I talk to you. I'm always, you always mm-hmm. bring it back to the body mm-hmm. and being raised evangelical. I mean, and as you know, also being raised in the culture, like mm-hmm. you're not supposed to listen to your body. It's always mm-hmm. like mind over body, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't give in to yeah. your body. It's your body is sinful and your body mm-hmm. is causing you to not do what you need to do because you're like in pain or whatever like no you need to push through that and like proclaim the gospel or whatever you know yeah there's even this cartoon or this you know symbol that shows you know go ahead and do it have faith and do it and then the it's a train and the caboose of the feelings will come later right Mm, feelings don't matter don't use feelings and and what i found is the opposite yeah that not not just like emotional feelings but also sensational feelings Mm -hmm. that is my marker that is my guide that's what tells me i'm grounded i'm good this is working for me or this is not working for me and so i'm i'm finding that it's absolutely the opposite to what I and trust me, I mean, I lived for years and years and years so that God would be happy with me, so that Jesus would be be pleased with my life. And 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 I'm I'm not saying that I didn't give it a good go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, everything in me tried it and I still didn't feel grounded. I mm-hmm. still didn't feel like I understood me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I understood was stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't know why all this was happening inside. Mm-hmm. I yeah. had to look for more. I think, I think you've just highlighted something so important too, like that they have it backwards, but I think it's backwards on purpose to stop people from listening to themselves, you know, hmm. to like seed that ah, power. Those are control. in my notes. Yes, yeah. that's oh, absolutely yeah. Yeah. in my notes. Because as you treat someone like a child, like if I, if I foster that with you, and I say, how do you know that? And, and h- how do you feel differently? And then, and then I notice that you will choose things that I wouldn't choose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my control over you is limited. Yes. And, yeah. and when I say to you, doesn't matter how you feel, just go from, you know, worshiping this, to worshiping Jesus, then you silence your own questions. You stay a child. Yeah. You continue to be naive. You continue to say, I'm going to quiet me and I'm only going to listen to the doctrine. And as we do that, we are malleable. Mm -hmm. We are more able to be uh, like children and we'll believe whatever is believed. So absolutely. Cross that one off my notes. I think it'll come up again. Sorry. It'll yeah. come yeah. up, yeah. yeah. But that, yeah. that absolutely. There that, is a, and, and I don't know if it's conscious or not. That doesn't really matter. True. What matters is mm-hmm. it's happening. Mm-hmm. And people who are rational, logical, brilliant people are being given the message to quiet that so that you can be manipulated. Yeah. And I I agree with you. It doesn't matter if it's like 
intentional or not, it's so built into the structure mm-hmm. that that when people challenge that even a little bit, the leadership and the structure feels so threatened mm-hmm. that they they lash out and react very poorly. Yeah, I, I have to say that there's some really good hearted people in the church, mm-hmm. even in leadership, wanting to help. And when you challenge that belief, they, you know, it, it's not okay. Then, oh, you're outside us. You're yeah. them. Mm-hmm. You're not us. I uh, remember in Bible college having conversations about this sometimes or like being told that like my feelings were evil, <laughs> essentially. I mean, it probably wasn't that blatant, but those kinds of conversations. Because of your feelings, you were unreliable. Yeah, totally. Or because misdirected. Your, your feelings. Yeah. I was misdirected. Exactly. I Yeah. And that did happen. And whatever, whatever reason, whatever why is given, what happens is your value in this social system is diminished mm-hmm. and is diminished mm-hmm. yep. and is diminished as you don't um, conform. Yep. Yes. A- and that that's not healthy. That will never no. be healthy. Okay. I'm going to start talking about the episode now. Okay. okay. This was so good. I think this was a very good preamble because this is these are all things to hold in mind while mm-hmm. we go through the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to skip the exoplot because it's yeah, that's irrelevant. Fine. Yeah. So we we open on a new sports store in Odyssey, recently opened by famous <laughs> basketball player Lightning Livingston. Um, there's a newspaper reporter, Frank Malone, there who's trying to get photos and information about why Lightning retired. And Jimmy Barkley is there with his friend, Bruce. So they introduce themselves to Lightning Livingston. And he's very nice to them. We find out he came to Odyssey because he wanted to start a small store in a small town and he had friends here. Spoiler, it's wit. As far as we know, Wit is his only friend here. And it would have to be because who's the only person that has enough pull to like get a very famous basketball player to move to a very small town? Wit. God. God Wit. God. Um, God Wit. I think it's I think it's it's significant to say that he doesn't he isn't Wit. He's John Avery Whitaker. Yeah. Right. When he's introduced, it's John Avery Whitaker. When Jimmy's introduced, it's Jimmy. True. Wow. Mm. I didn't even realize how the name, the way they use the names. <gasps> That's interesting. Or so Chris was up. introduced. Yeah. Everything yeah. is so implicit in there. Yeah. But yeah, John yeah. Avery Whitaker. I-, I love the way you call him Wit. So yeah, one syllable, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's how you normal or regulate, right? Or, or equalize the, yes. the playing field. And you but, do that implicitly as well. That's how much space we have for him. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. One syllable. Because they do like in the show, his friends are encouraged to call him wit. Um, and that's their way of being like, no, see, we didn't do that. Yeah. He's just wit. But still, every time in the intro, it's John Avery Whitaker. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. I just appreciated. I, I am important. Yes, exactly. I just appreciated that Jimmy, uh, when he was introducing himself to Lightning, introduced himself incorrectly. I'm Bimmy Jarkley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so then they have this like running joke for the rest of the episode where he calls him yeah. Bimmy a couple more times. Yeah. It's, fine. it's just like, it was sweet. cute. Yeah. It was yeah. Sweet. yeah. Okay. You can tell he's so nervous. Yeah. Um, we find out that he he says he retired early because he wanted to quit in his prime. And when the newspaper man inquires more, he's like, there were rumors. Lightning is like, I don't want to talk about it and kind of shuts it down. But then he announces that he wants to do some basketball workshops with the kids and everyone's really excited. End scene. Then we go to Wit's End where... Everyone's favorite reporter, Frank Malone, is harassing Wit about why Lightning came to Odyssey uh, because he found out that they're friends. <clears throat> so we know, as listeners, Wit is the reason that he came to Odyssey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jimmy John and Bruce Avery come- Whitaker. John Avery Whitaker. Right. Jimmy and Bruce come over, and Wit introduces Jimmy to Frank Malone as the greatest local expert on Lightning's career. And. Mm-hmm finds out that they've already met at the open at the store opening. Meanwhile, Malone keeps trying to get information out of Wit about the retirement. Um, he says there are all kinds of rumors and Wit says even the kids around here know it's not good to spread rumors. Which is a nod to an earlier episode in this season. Yes, that's true. There's one yeah. where and the kids I, are I spreading like rumors. Yeah. This yeah. this is the beginning of the Christian culture to hide anything that might not be perfect. And if Absolutely. you say anything, your value is diminished. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so right there, it's, oh, shouldn't. And so already there's that impl- implicit value of, oh, you shouldn't, don't say anything unless it's, hi, everything's great. Mm-hmm. And also this idea, like, rumors what's a rumor like he's trying to find out the truth of what happened Uh and we know from an earlier episode that rumors are lies so Uh oh if it's like so then basically they're associating you know like problematic information that's found out about people with lies that nobody should be sharing you know yeah or just inquiring I mean, reporters inquire. They get good stuff. They get bad stuff. But yeah, just all of a sudden, you're you're spreading rumors because you're asking questions. Or you're saying, this is what I heard. Is it it okay? Is it true? Because you're actually trying to not spread rumors. You're trying to spread facts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't come out that way at all. No. Yeah. It's all about how it's reframed so that they look like the good guy. And yeah. you look like the bad guy for poking holes in their shield. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so Frank Malone asks, do you know any truth to the rumor that lightning retired early because of a drug problem? And Jimmy gets really upset that this is a rumor and defends lightning claiming there's no way it's true. It's a lie that big time newspapers tell because they're stupid. That's why. <laughs> He's very upset and he's very sweet. Yeah. And then very protective. 
Jimmy, you know better than to behave like this, which I thought was an interesting response to him being upset. Again, Uh like being upset is quote unquote bad behavior, which Uh we see again later. And again, not, oh, I'm noticing you're upset. Yeah. Yeah. I see that you're feeling upset. And I understand that you would feel upset because like no... No inward connection to that, but just, oh, that feeling that you have, make it go away. Yeah. Yeah. Stifle it. That's bad. Yeah. Take your hero worship to Jesus. Yeah. Right. And once again, that interoception that I want to talk about later, it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's not allowed to be. No. No. And, and, And so we don't, so... When we grow up in this culture, we don't know what we think. Yeah, you're not allowed yeah. to. You're not allowed no. to. Yeah. No, we're not allowed to. So after Wit chastises him, Jimmy apologizes. And Frank is like, I really touched a nerve, didn't I? I understand. Mm-hmm. I used to have heroes too. You'll get over it. <laughs> Which again is so like calloused. But mm-hmm. of the two responses, his is a better response. Uh-huh. Because he's like, I understand. I used to have heroes too. Like, yeah, it is There's upsetting a- when someone that you think is really great when you find out information that uh, that reveals yeah. to you that they're fallible. Yeah, and, <laughs> the- and I agree, it is better, but still bounces off of the very thing that's needed here. And what's needed here is, I get that you're upset. How do yes. you notice you're upset? Yeah. What's going Mm -hmm. on for you? How can we support you in this process? Mm -hmm. It is upsetting learning about someone that you Mm -hmm. really, really Mm -hmm. valued who might, might be doing, might've done something you don't like. How can I help you through this? It still bounces and misses the point. Totally. It's the, uh, I just think it's like, at least he's like, I understand. He's like a little more empathetic. Whereas Wits just like, you know better than to behave but upset yeah. when you get upset about something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Some you're not smiling and saying it's all fine. But then he's like, you'll get over it. So it's just, it's like, just very like, well, it's just, over. yeah. It's, it's like, you'll be jaded. Like you'll be jaded like me one day. Yeah. And it'll be fine. Like, don't worry. Yeah. I, I get that you're soft now, but one day you'll just be the same as me. Yeah. You need to toughen up kid. <laughs> yeah. And kind really, of. Yeah. We know better. You don't. Yes, as adults. And your authentic response, you don't know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. And already grooming to not connect inwardly, Mm -hmm. but to connect outwardly. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously dangerous, in my opinion. It is. I I totally agree. Um, And then Mr. Whitaker gets mad at him and basically is like, I can't help you and I have a lot of work to do. Bye-bye. Um, and as Frank is leaving, he's like, if there's a story, I'm going to find it. That's then a reporter cut, for you. Yeah. Got to know his first story. <laughs> cut to a basketball game where Lightning is coaching all the young dudes. And he calls them all in for a huddle. And they're so excited because they've never played a game like that before. Um, and Lightning here stresses the importance of playing as a team. He says, mm-hmm. some of my best shots came because a teammate set me up. Is this a double entendre? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that too. About oh. his drug addiction? <laughs> yeah. Someone else set him up? 
<laughs> Never even thought of that. Very probably best, best funny. shots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that wasn't meant to, but I'm there sure you go, having your own interoception. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be thinking like them. Right? Unacceptable. Yeah. And you're you're dangerous when you have your own perspective. Yes. Is that right? We're all dangerous. Right? We yeah. should be. We should be able to say what we need to say. We should. Devil on top. Wow. Um, so then Lightning's like, last one to wit's end is a rotten egg. And Jimmy stays behind to talk to Lightning. He says, Mr. Lightning, I think you're the greatest. And Aww. it's really sweet. He just yeah. he, he looks up to him so much. And Lightning's like, I'm not. And Jimmy's like, yeah, you are. And Lightning's like, listen to me. I've been doing a lot of thinking about this lately. And I realize that anyone who says they're the greatest is lying, except one person, God. And Jimmy's like, well, I meant besides him. Which I get. Like, I get that being a kid. And you know, like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, God is the best everything. But, sure, sure. You know, like, yeah. This person but is amazing. Something like tangible. Yeah, yeah, like someone, someone that's tangible, someone, someone that can with like skin on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and also like <laughs> the church is all about mentors. Like, how is this different than a mentor? Yeah, you know, like someone and, you look up to that kind of helps you. And yeah. could, could that yeah. not have been instead of kind of no? Could it not have been kind of nudged into that? Oh, I see that you really look up to him. Well, we do encourage mentors. Maybe you could, but that's, it's not, it's not at all encouraged. It's just, he's nope. not a hero. Jesus is. <clears throat> and, yeah. and all of that developmental process gets shut down, which happens in our development. And we stay thinking like we're children. We stay malleable. We stay only like the information that comes to us, we only pick what will give us the social accolades of our uh, of our people, which in this case are um, the evangelical. And it, it, it's scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Karis, did you have something to add? I did. And then oh. I, uh, well, I was going to say, but I realized that it's, it's wrong. I was going to say, <laughs> Uh, then the Bible is incorrect because Moses calls himself the greatest man in the land, but he actually calls himself the most humble man in the land. So, uh, but isn't he really calling himself the greatest? By calling but he himself is really calling humble. himself, which means the Bible is then uh, fallible. Ha! Loophole, people. <laughs> uh oh, I sense, I sense lightning striking. <laughs> Speaking of lightning striking, we see lightning strike down all of Jimmy's um, j good feelings toward him. How's yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was such a good segue. segue. <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Jimmy's like, I meant besides him. And lightning's like, there's no such thing as besides him. And Jimmy's like, yeah, I know what you mean, but what can I say besides the greatest? And Lightning's like, how about you're an all right dude? So they settle on you're an all right dude. But honestly, like what you say, again, like is irrelevant because his feelings toward Lightning are his feelings. 
Totally. So whether he calls him the greatest or he calls him an all right dude, like the feeling is very strong and warm and positive. Yeah. You know? So well, like changing and when- the words, I mean, I don't know what they're trying to get at here, like changing the words because it makes it more acceptable to God. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I feel like it, it's, it's taking this physiological, emotional, cognitive response and it's going, no, no. Yeah. It's only okay if it's an all right dude, but yeah. you're, your whole like, I have, a, I have this visceral response. No, no, I'm only going to be an all right dude. I can't be your hero, yeah. which, mm-hmm. which is saying, inherently saying, don't listen to your own intuition. Yeah. Don't listen to your own voice. Only mm-hmm. listen to, to what the doctrine is, which is God is only the one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can only be an all right dude. So again, mm-hmm. he's he's just showing up like kids do yeah. so beautifully. And you're and he's being told, okay, but only this much is yeah. is acceptable. And the rest you just kind of have to fix, Karis. Well, it's also because he's like, I think you're the greatest. I mean, he does yeah. he does right? He's just like sharing, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. in my mind, you're really great. For me, you're really great. Like, I really like you. I really, really like you. And this relationship means a lot to me. Yeah. And then, and instead of being like, oh, that's so kind of you to think that or, mm-hmm. you know, I encourage it in you. any way. Yeah. He's like, I'm not. Response. I'm not. Yeah. <clears throat> like, yeah. like, just like shut you. it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an honor yeah. that you think so highly of me. Right. Mm-hmm. I hope to live up to it, but mm-hmm. yeah. I also think you're great. Yeah. 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 Instead of nobody is great, but everybody sh- sucks, but Jesus. Yes, yeah. and and children need to be brought in line. Remember, we're born with sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we need yeah. to be socialized. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's part of the belief, right? So they get to wit's end. And, oh, it's like the next day. And Jimmy's talking about how great lightning is and how after they went for ice cream, he went over to his house and they hung out. Um, mm-hmm. And how, and he's basically a mentor to him now. And he is having the best time with this guy that he just thinks the world of. And then his friend Howard comes by and starts trash talking lightning, um, focusing on this idea that lightning is a druggie and starts taunting Jimmy. He's like, what, can't stand to face the truth? Face it, he's a drug addict. That's why he retired early. He's a druggie. And Jimmy gets so upset by this, he says, shut up, Howard. And then he just like jumps on him and they start, they have a fist fight. Um, And Connie comes and breaks it up. And Howard says, well, since you're best friends, you should just ask him because he won't lie to you. So then Jimmy just runs off to go talk to Lightning, which I think is a good, yes. Like that is a good yeah. Go ask solution. him. Yeah, just ask. In it's order not to have a relationship, good. like you should be able to communicate. <laughs> well, I feel like it's more than good. It's courageous. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's actually acting on what you believe. Yeah. If anything, this little Jimmy, I think, should yeah. be getting so much accolades for yeah. 
for having the courage to burst his own bubble finding the truth. It is yes. huge. It's <laughs> yes. absolutely everything. And and at no point is he given any encouragement for the courage that it took to ask that question. You just blew my mind because mm -hmm. I did not think about this episode in terms of that, like him seeking the truth and finding it yeah. and it being disappointing, but especially in the context of Mr. Whitaker being like, well, that's his personal business. And, you know, and like kind of trying to cover it up. Yeah. I mean, it, Jimmy is all of us that started mm -hmm. asking questions in church and were yeah. disappointed. Silence. Yeah. yeah. Or and silence. Oh, yeah. I, I thought, we're disappointed, but we're also, um, our value is less. Yeah. I mean, we have much more attention value to that. Yeah. in the community when we say the right things and, 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 and filter and only pull out like the, the right answers. Mm -hmm. Right. And we learn that really young. Did you watch the Netflix documentary pray away? No, pray away. I'll, I'll yeah. watch it. It's about, um, the gay conversion therapy. Oh, gee, I don't even know if I want to watch it's, it. Uh -huh. It's very yeah. interesting. And the, there's one guy in there um, who kind of became like the face of the movement. He married an ex-lesbian and... Converted they, he was, lesbian? Yes, a converted. Like, she used to be a lesbian. He used to be gay. You know, they were like this... Um, <laughs> model couple yes thank you yeah mm -hmm. they were this model couple <laughs> that this company really like propped up and they became kind of the face of the organization mm -hmm. i guess not a, a not-for-profit i guess but they became the face of the organization and for years like he did public speaking appearances and talked to everyone about how great the program was and how he um was you know it was he was saved from his sin. And after years, he just like broke down and got drunk and went to a gay bar and was seen <laughs> and they got a picture of him. Of course he did. Like mm -hmm. you can't not I be know. who you are. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the of course, like the organization just like he got fired and his wife left him and kind of all this stuff what happened and stuff. he is living his truth now. But mm -hmm. he, like what you said was almost exactly what he said was that like he had so bought into it and could not afford to examine his reality, like the reality of his body mm -hmm. uh, because of his position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he was, he had so much status and was so respected and. You know, like he it's couldn't interesting because they talked to, to people who things. were like three or four people who were very high up in the organization and then who left it. But so and then they kind of talk about they have all this footage of them like from back then and then they're talking to them now and, you know, like how their view has changed and, and when they realize the damage that was being done by the organization and. And when they realized that they had not stopped being who they were. Yeah. 
So Jimmy runs off to talk to Lightning, and then Connie says, Jimmy, wait. You know, Howard, there's dumb and there's real dumb. That was real dumb. Which was a line that I thought was very interesting because I didn't think it was real dumb. I thought it was pretty good, actually, (laughs) to get him to go. But because Connie doesn't want him to find out the truth, doesn't want him to be disappointed in his hero. Well, and, and even I think even more implicit is as Christians, we we accept what is. We don't ask questions. So going and asking questions is going against how we should be getting um, socialized. And that is accept the way it is. Be quiet. Don't don't say anything negative. And just accept, accept, accept. And so not only, you know, at that moment, she didn't want it, but also it showed that, oh, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have done that because that's opposite to what the the, the thought is. The evangelical ideas yeah. are not to get to the bottom of it, but to just accept. Yeah. And it's it's such an interesting premise to build a relationship with someone in power on right because i feel like that's the template that they're they're setting with this episode is like how should you relate to those in power above you and going and talking to them and questioning them is out of the question that is definitely not something you should do at all yeah and you are not equal to them yeah, you are a mere fill in the blank, like child or woman or <coughs> congregation member or whatever. But yeah. you should not be questioning. Know your place. Again, implicit. Well, and the the well, we'll get into this probably more later. But the parallels between like this story and just abuse in the church and mm-hmm. like abusive leaders and how this is the same. It's the same narrative. It is. And they and it's very insidious because they mm-hmm. couch it in terms of like a sports hero. Yeah. Right. Well, so in, on one level, like, yeah, his drug use is kind of nobody's business. Like, whatever. Yeah. Was he still playing the sport? Like it wasn't it was recreational drugs. It wasn't like performance enhancing drugs. So it's right. kind of like, OK, I get whatever. that. Yeah. But the arguments used here then get used to excuse horrible abuse by church leaders. Well, especially because you get this this parallel of church leaders who then are like, apologize, apologize from the pulpit or don't actually apologize, but make it seem like they've apologized. And everyone is like, oh, they're so brave and so whatever. But th- nothing's changed. They're just telling you what you want to hear. And continuing to do it and then hiding it. Like, they've never actually taken any responsibility. They haven't changed. They haven't done anything. They're just like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I want yeah, to can... go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, and I can't help but think, um, like, everyone is against abuse. Like, you will never have a question, Christians, non-Christians, when mm-hmm. someone's are getting abused, well, that's bad. But there's this continuum of when does the abuse start? 
Mm-hmm. And how does it sneak in there? And what is so insidious about it? And then people are not so much in agreement. Mm-hmm. And right? what gets defined as abuse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like it's it's important to bring that to light. Mm-hmm. That in my experience, giving yeah. someone the the feeling that, oh, you're just a woman, you're just a child, you're just a member of the church, you need to look to the leaders. And if you have any other feelings, any other response, quiet them. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you are you are a mere member and these people are your leaders and Jesus is the only answer. Yeah. And but I feel like they they speak out of both sides of their mouths there, right? Because it's like, yes, these people are God's chosen to be in authority over you and what you look up to them because mm-hmm. they're they're of course they're fallible. Like the only person you should look up to is Jesus, but also these are Jesus's representatives. So mm-hmm. you know like they use that to never take responsibility. Because they they do say, like, this is God's representative. And then they're like, oh, well, he's just a guy. He's fallible. Like, and then they don't have to actually apologize or take ownership or fix anything. And there's a difference between being fallible and making a mistake and being evil and continually abusing people. Like, right? Like, there's a difference between, like, I don't know, accidentally doing something being thoughtless yeah saying something thoughtless from the pulpit or whatever and like every time someone approaches you of like hey this is abusive then you shutting them down and kicking them out and Mm -hmm. continuing to do what you're doing and not being open to hearing like oh yeah okay like taking not not feeling because of your position not feeling that you need to take anyone else seriously because you're you know yeah, you are the voice and the mouthpiece of God. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then only paying lip service when you need to. I'm sorry this happened. Blah blah blah. I'm just gonna go start a new church. Yeah, <laughs> like or not even apologizing. I'm not sorry, even. You no, exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and and I feel like there again there are some like as a therapist in Penticton, I am so glad to have the Salvation Army because half of my clients wouldn't be eating without the Salvation Army, right? They wouldn't yeah. be close. <clears throat> and so so you, you have some good people mm-hmm. in these Absolutely. types of structures, but at the same time, the structure itself needs to be evolving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of reflects the way that we believed as human beings like 150, 200 years ago before the women got the vote. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There was all of this male um, privilege, white male privilege that, that the church has so endorsed for so long. And it's like time to evolve, mm-hmm. time to maybe have a woman. in, in Even like slavery or, and racism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of the but the church, even even the, the good churches still have this sense of. Um, lack of interoception. Uh-huh. It might is, not can leave... you explain what interoception is? Yeah. Now? 
I re- I will. Can I do it at the end? Because um, yes, yeah. Oh yeah. Because I really want to get to the other points. Okay. And I will absolutely okay. take okay. it away at the end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, okay. So Jimmy goes to the sports center and goes to the office to talk to Livingston to Lightning, and Wit is also there talking to him. And so as Jimmy's approaching, we overhear. Lightning say, I'm clean. I stayed clean. Why do they always have to? And then Jimmy knocks um, and explains he wasn't eavesdropping uh, and then tells him Lightning is like, whoa, you're looking ruffled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he explains about the fight that he got into with Howard, um, who accused Lightning about being a drug addict and how he said that he should ask him because he wouldn't lie to him. And Lightning says, Jimmy, I won't lie to you. I did take drugs. I made a terrible mistake, which is a stand-up good response. That's mm-hmm. like, look, yep. I trust you, and I like you, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I respect I'm gonna you. Be honest. I'm going to yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, and then Jimmy tries to like change it. He's like, no, you couldn't have. You're the world's greatest basketball player. I don't believe you. And then he mm-hmm. runs away and... Mm-hmm. Lightning is like, oh boy, this is going to be tough. And Wit's like, and it's going to be a lot tougher when the newspaper comes out tomorrow. What I want to know is how did Wit know that the story for the next day was going to be about lightning? Drug yeah, none of that problem. Because it's not like Jimmy's going to go to the newspaper. Um, yeah. Unless Mr. Whitaker talked to the newspaper. <laughs> Ooh. No, I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like he tells the newspaper, and then in the next, but but um, Mr. Whitaker did say that he's thinking about canceling his subscription. Yes, yeah. If they write the truth, yes. Which again, don't go for the truth. Go for what is acceptable within our culture. Yeah. yeah. And that shows, like, what kind of information yeah. does he want in a newspaper? I mean, he he says it's because it's a personal matter. And in this case, like, maybe. Like, drug yeah. drug use. Like, does everyone need to know that? I mean, I don't know. Um, but, but also, like, yeah, in a, in a week, no one's going to remember. Like, there's so many other, like, big, controversial sports things, I'm sure. But if, if Lightning Livingston, he, he is this basketball star. And when, when you get to stardom, you can sh- shy away and you can say, no, I don't want to be, don't, don't put me on stage. But, <coughs> excuse me, but once you are a star, you have a publicness that uh-huh. just comes with it, uh-huh. whether you like it or not. So I love you that you brought this up. Money, mm-hmm. You get lots of money, but mm-hmm. with privilege comes responsibility, mm-hmm. right? And so you get lots of money and that's lovely, but you will also be showed up if you, you know, kissed your mom wrong or, I mean, that's part of it too. There, mm-hmm. There's going to be all of this other stuff. And so, of course, the local paper is going to write something about a star because he's a star, right? And, yeah. and this guy wanted to know the truth. And of course, sex and drugs sells. So mm-hmm. that would be, you know, so that's going to happen. It's not like he lied about it. No. But it, yeah. when when you're a star, that's part of the price 
of getting all that money and all that fame and all that recognition. It just comes with it. And you and, can, at the very beginning, you can turn it down, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. And then what is like, what this doesn't talk about is like, what is the level of responsibility that you have as someone who's uh -huh. in the public eye, you know, uh -huh. like wits, like, well, he has no responsibility to anybody except himself because he's just uh -huh. the same as he's just a regular guy. And while I get what he's getting at, it's also just not true. He is well, a hero to children and yeah. grown men, I'm sure, you know? Yeah. And he has gotten many, I mean, assuming he's a star, he's gotten many good things from that position. Mm -hmm. And so, no, he's not just the average Joe because mm -hmm. he's received all of these privileges, all of these accolades. People are looking up to him. People are, you know, opening doors for him when he shows up. People are wanting sponsorship from him. There are many things. And so, no, he doesn't have the same life as an average Joe. Mm -hmm. And with that is that other side. And it's an ugly side. Well, and also it seems like, I mean, I'm going to read this next part, but it seems like he was kind of his public persona was like very wholesome, kind of the quote unquote, all American guy, which mm -hmm. is like a, what something they actually say, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you, when you have that as your public persona, you know, and then in your private life, your private life and your private life becomes public really because of your level of fame. I mean, it doesn't have to be completely public, but, you know, if you it have comes, marketed like, yourself yeah. as like this wholesome all-American guy and you're doing drugs, um, I don't, we don't know what kind of drugs he did or whatever, but, you know, like you're, you're living this lifestyle that is maybe counter to that, then that, of course, is going to be something that people who look up to you should be aware of. Yeah. <clears throat> well, because it it's also kind of insidious because as he's like presenting this all-American front, then you know, like Christians will gravitate towards people that they think are Christian and they will support, you know, like they will support people that they think are Christian or that are that are wholesome this way. You know what I mean? So true. he probably had a huge Christian following because of being this wholesome person, you know? And so yeah. then that just makes all, all Christians look bad essentially because they, that's what they do, right? They gr surround like, Oh, this person is so amazing. They're a Christian, blah, 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 you know? And then if there's, you know, like it's, there's a double, there's a second layer to it. <laughs> okay. So, um, Connie says, do you think it's really true? It says here he was heavily involved with drugs all through his last year on the team. And Wit says, well, true or not true, I don't know what difference it makes. I don't believe it's anybody's business but lightnings and gods. And there's that whole thing we were just talking about. Yeah. Certainly not something that needed to be printed in the paper. Well, is it a rumor, Wit, or is it the truth? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And is um, it important? And it does seem like in the evangelical world, there's a propensity to cover for the per, 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 perpetrator. 
Yes. yes. And that's exactly and what this is like framing. What it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like framing kids to be like, well, that's no, you know, so that when they grow up and horrible and pastors do bad things, they're like, well, he's mm-hmm. just human, which is true. And he has a responsibility to be yeah. better than that. And to, if, okay, so if he makes a mistake, he has a responsibility to change and fix that, mm-hmm. you know, and grow and be responsive to mm-hmm. people giving feedback into his life. <laughs> Connie says, yeah, but now I'm a little confused. Isn't he the one that everyone said is the All-American? You know, he got his face on cereal mm-hmm. boxes and everybody said he was one of the big sports heroes of the decade and all that. I thought he was one of the good guys. And Wit said, this is the part that's very insidious. Wit says, he was. But you know, even good guys make mistakes, Connie. They can fall under the wrong influences just like anybody else. Only it gets more publicity when it happens to a star. But then I thought this was interesting because how do you make a how do you make a distinction between a good guy and a bad guy? Totally. So I, I don't think there is a distinction. No, I don't I either. Think mm-hmm. The distinction is what is what the person is doing. It isn't that they're inherently good or bad. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I feel like that was appropriate because he was being compassionate. And saying that he might have did that, and when you're when you have that role, it might be more public. True enough, right? Yeah, so I, I felt like that was that I was felt, reasonable there. I thought it was more insidious than that because it's like oh. kind of kind of like Covering dismissing it as a prop, like it's not a problem. Do you know mm. what I mean? He doesn't yeah. have to apologize for it. Yeah. Because, well, he just made a mistake like anybody else would. Yeah. Yeah. So dismissing it as like a repercussions of his mistake are bigger. Yeah. You know, like. And who calls him to be accountable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the newspaper reporter. How dare he? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but the. Yeah. Okay. So. The, the newspaper so reporter who's never heard from again. He was yeah. only in this episode. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so Wit probably got him run out of town. Yes. John Avery Whitaker did that. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. John Avery. Um, so then Jimmy comes in and they stop talking about lightning and he's kind of um down downtrodden <laughs> and he apologizes <laughs> to Connie for the fight and says he left some school books there and they have them for him. And then he says, now I got to see who's next on the list. And what's like the list. And Jimmy's like, yeah, I have a list of people I have to say I'm sorry to. And I wondered where this list came from. <laughs> like, why does he have a list? Like, is he an AA? Yeah. Like, sounds you know, like <laughs> making amends. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine it came from his parents, but it's a very yeah. weird. This is it's just a very weird thing. I thought sometimes kids want God to love them. Yeah. And they are very open hearted and they will do things. Right. <laughs> but the next point I find very interesting. So I wonder. So I wonder, like, if he talked to his parents and explained what happened and they like suggested the list and he made it himself. I don't know. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. This list is so many mystery to me. (laughs) No, there's so many unknowns in this show. You're an AA. Um, (laughs) So he says, "I have a list of 
people to say I have to say I'm sorry to. Um, I I owe you an apology, Mr. Whitaker, for shouting. So when he shouted and ran away, and Wit said says, "What about lightning? I don't see him on your list. Why are you reading his list, Wit? It's very personal." And um, to me, oh, go you ahead. should apologize to him. Yeah, which is very is is very inappropriate. <laughs> wow, grossly inappropriate. And not only did he call him back when he stormed out, called him, said that he stormed out twice. He's told him that he should be. Um, no, he believes this is a disappointment. Twice he says. Um, you should apologize. For shame on you. Experiencing an emotion. The, mm -hmm. Implicit in that is shame on you. Yeah. For responding authentically. Uh -huh. Shame on you for saying what you felt because yeah. that's not what we do. And that to me was such a loss here. Such an absolute. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And. He did not have anything to to apologize for. Which I didn't think he said, did either. Which yeah. should have said, you know, young man, that took a lot of courage for you to stand up and ask your hero about something that you didn't even want to hear about. I am so proud of you. Yeah. That you uh -huh. that you actually had the courage to do that. And I say that because I've counseled like for more than 20 years, right? And this thing right here, mm -hmm. saying what you believe in the face of possibly losing that one thing that's probably the most important thing to you, that is the thing missing in, in us, mm -hmm. in, in yeah. everyone I've counseled. We can't say what we need to say. And, and this is why. From yeah. the beginning, don't you say that you yeah. need to apologize. Yeah. He needs to be told, wow, that took so much courage to do that. That's incredible. Keep doing that. And, you know, when you ran out, it might have hurt his feelings. So you might want to mention that, you you know, how you feel, still feel about him if you still like him. But, wow, no. that was so great that you had the courage to do that. We don't do that. No. As a culture. Yeah. And that was so huge and totally overrun with you need to apologize. Yes. Not uh -huh. only once were you told that, but twice. Uh -huh. There is no room for Jimmy anywhere in this episode. No. <clears throat> Every exactly. interaction with exactly. Jimmy is like trying to stifle him, trying to change him, trying to tell him he was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. For mm -hmm. for feeling hero worship, for you know, for feeling excited to see this guy, for feeling mad, for any of the emotions, any of the emotional responses he have he has are mm -hmm. sinful, are seen uh -huh. as sinful. Yeah. Um. So, Wit tells Jimmy that he should apologize to <clears throat> Lightning, and Jimmy says, "I figured we're even. I stood up for him when everyone said he was a drug addict. I believed in him. Now I feel like a jerk. I'll never believe in anybody again." And Wit says, I don't know if that's the right attitude to have, because as we know, the right attitude, again, judging his feelings or, as uh -huh. incorrect and wrong, uh -huh. like not right, therefore sinful, sinful. Mm -hmm. um, because we know the right attitude to have is to believe only in Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. So you should believe in someone, but it has to be Jesus. And, and forgive says, everyone else. Yeah, it doesn't matter. My parents think he'll be a bad influence on me because of the newspaper paper article. And then basically he's like, gotta go, bye. Um, and Wit's like, okay, but you should really apologize to Lightning. There's more what? to this than the newspaper said. And I just wanted to know, like, what more is he referring to? <laughs> yeah. What else? What else He's is there? Guy. He did drugs. Do you, know, know. do you know what I noticed, though? Again, in the evangelical culture, um, there's always, it's, not always, it's often looked up to, if you know something that I don't know. Yeah, hmm. that's true. And there's often this, well, like, I knew that was going to happen, <laughs> or I knew... What people say that like after the fact, but they won't say it before. <clears throat> and so there's this, this culturally acceptable, there's more to the story. I know something you don't know, just saying, right? And this implicit superiority that comes from that, it's, it, it's there again, right? It's very smug. Mm-hmm. Uh and it often comes up after the fact, oh, I knew they were going to say that, or I was praying for that, and so I'm so glad that happened, and I was really praying. But they don't say that before it happened, you're, right? You're channeling grandma <laughs> right now. I was just going to say, we have a family member who does this all the time. Well, it's very evangelical, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and yet you don't hear about it before your success. Mm-hmm. You only hear about it after, but yeah. But the, the, the thought of him being so shamed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after putting up such courage, yeah. there is such a, and, and I feel like this is also true, that there is such an isolated feeling. Mm-hmm. But that, now you're over there because you didn't do what you should have done. And so you're over there and we're over here. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, we're hardwired to be sociable. Mm-hmm. And so we'll go, okay, I won't do that. Come on, I, I need to be with my people, right? But for, for him to say, oh, but you should do that. Mm-hmm. You're over there. You're, you're, you're kind of all alone in your shame. Bye. Yeah. Have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, that is really, really Your response unkind. is wrong. It should yeah. be this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and after being shamed, you're kind of left there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, there's no, no support. No, there's no sense of, boy, I can understand you feeling discouraged. You know what yeah. happened to me when I was your age? This is, I learned that this happened. Yeah, I know. It's really hard. None of that was happening. No. Just, no. You, need to, you need to apologize while he's doing all of these apologies. Yeah, Maybe he should be given accolades for a while. You apologize to Connie. You apologize <laughs> yeah. to this person. Wow, that was really sweet of you. Those are true. Yeah, and you didn't apologize to the other one. But that that sense of being now you're them. You're not us. Mm-hmm. That is excruciating to us. And as I, I feel like that's extra highlighted here because of who it's coming from. Because it's coming from yeah. Mr. Whitaker, who God. is like essentially God in this context. Yeah. So you exactly. are, yeah, you are being given a direct order from God about how you are not doing good enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is, I think, what the evangelicals think God is like. Like, yeah. that is the evangelical God. Well, and I, I feel like I have to say that is a that is a, definitely a strong thread, but not all evangelicals. No, and that's of not. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, but it is definitely set up so that is very easy mm-hmm. to fall that way. Mm-hmm. And too many people do yeah. without accountability. Yes. Yeah. But so I, I agree and disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's nuance. There is a, yeah. there is always yeah. nuance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so Jimmy leaves and the radio they turn there's a news report on the radio right right after he has left, which is Lightning Livingston Ugh. going live, admitting his drug problem. He says that the fame and money and attention went to his head and that's why he retired. So it doesn't because you don't hear the beginning of it. It's like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, I owe everything to Jesus Christ. And the drug chapter is closed, which just made me think of someone who I mean, he's a little bit late to be getting out in front of the story because it's already been published. Mm-hmm. But it just felt like kind of <laughs> what, what these like sleazy pastors do all the time is like <laughs> try and get out in front of the story you know, like make a public statement or like, you know, like Gian Gomeshi, <laughs> make a yeah. public statement and then try and shape the story. Yeah. Yeah. Try and control the narrative. should have just answered the guy that was clearly going to get the information he needed to get from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. instead of letting it come out and then having to scramble. Yeah. I mean, he did. He definitely didn't get out in front of it. No. Yeah. Um, and I think his, I think his response was good. I do. Like, I, I think his response was good, but I think everything about the way Wit handled this was very bad. It's horrible. Yeah. I think Lightning did an okay job until the conversation with Jimmy later. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this again is very similar to like abuse situations because there is the, what they call them, flying monkeys, essentially, where it's people who defend and fight for the abuser at all costs. And anytime they hear anything contradictory, you know, they reformat the narrative so that the abuser looks good. And like, they are like right in their pocket of like, the abuser only has to get a few people around him and then they will do all of his work for him. And that's kind of what it seems like Wit is doing is like being one of those, like, I'm going to control the narrative for him, even though it doesn't seem like lightning necessarily is wanting that because it's basically like oh i wish jimmy would have heard that so next scene is jimmy arriving home and he finds out lightning is there waiting for him um and while jimmy was out lightning talked to his parents and they're they're cool with him again (laughs) (laughs) they're like friends back on um and jimmy doesn't want to go in to talk with him understandably and his dad (laughs) forces him to go and talk with him this conversation made me uncomfortable because jimmy's like no i don't want to talk to him and he's his dad is like you know he didn't have to come here to talk to you okay i didn't ask him to come here like like, what i he didn't have to come here to talk to him i don't have to go there to talk to like what are what's the the point he was trying to get at is like Mm -hmm. you know what he's important Mm-hmm. You need to respect that he's important and give him time. You owe well, him that because of his status, basically, which is mm-hmm. yucky. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. he's like, go and- on, go on. And he like basically pushes him into the room. Yeah. Well, and and even in situations where someone doesn't have status, there's still that expectation of like, if they have come to you, then the least you can do is hear them out. Even if you have a boundary against, you know, even if you have a boundary yeah. up and you're like, no, I'm done talking to you, like, get out of my life. If they show up, you know, that's it's that same narrative of like, that's the least the you can do. Yeah. yeah <laughs> is give them a chance to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So lightning, lightning's like, you left me in the dust last night. And Jimmy's like, yeah, Mr. Whitaker said I should apologize <laughs> to you. I'm sorry. Which I thought was a very authentic, Ugh. again, a pretty authentic response. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and lightning's like, that's okay. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, this is tough for me. Did you hear me on the radio? I'm like, boohoo, this is tough for you. <laughs> that was my thought. She was like, oh, what a narcissist. <laughs> And Jimmy's like, no. Well, and just because you're just because you're famous doesn't mean you don't have hard times. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but he, no recognition he, of how hard things were for Jimmy, you know, like, yeah. is more. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is hard for you. But also, he's a child. Like, you don't need to tell him that this is hard for you. You're the grown up. Yeah. Like, yeah. you need to do the hard thing because you're the grown up. Yeah. 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 True enough. Um, Lightning says. Well, I need to explain some of this to you. And Jimmy's like, I don't want you to, which is, again, a totally mm-hmm. fair response. Mm-hmm. And then Beautiful. this is the part where I stopped liking lightning so much because he says, whether you do or not, I have to. Mm-hmm. You need to hear me out on this one. You can't go running out of the room this time. Promise. And Jimmy says, "I yeah, I promise. But I didn't like how I didn't like that no. statement. Well- that that smacks of um, if you don't listen, I'll spank you. Yeah, and also yeah. why does he need same to? Same kind of feel. Yeah, uh, it's a threat. I, I would I would really like you to listen. I know you don't want to, but yeah. if you if you yeah. would give me that respect, I, I know I don't deserve it. But could yeah. you? That's different. Totally yeah. right? different. But that don't go running out of the room. And all of a sudden, like a minute ago, he was saying, you be my parent. This is hard for me. And then and then he says, don't you run out of the room, which is that mind. Pardon me, but it's a mind fuck. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Are given. And, you know, first I have to look after you and now I have to obey you. And then and, and that that is so wrong. so wrong and it is like it's a tactic that abusers use to keep people on their toes Mm -hmm. yeah unbalanced it it does it makes you feel unbalanced because one minute you're you're parenting someone and the next minute you're obeying them like you're a child and and nothing feels normal yeah 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 um so lightning goes on to explain how he just became a christian recently and he's been reading the bible a lot since then he really likes the old testament guys he would consider oh. them his heroes they talked to god and did things for him and he'd like to be like them but i started reading about the mistakes they made abraham lied moses disobeyed david committed adultery and murder they weren't perfect and i was disappointed you probably knew that already they were people like you and me they were just guys that god used but they still made some big mistakes Jimmy, I was just a basketball player, and maybe I did it okay, but there are more important things than basketball. Drugs was a mistake I made, and it was stupid. No one should take drugs. But now I know. All I needed was Jesus Christ. Without him, everything else is nothing. 
People let you down, but Jesus is a hero who won't let me down. I'm sorry for letting you down. Will you forgive me? There's there a lot there. There we go. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally. This this one little thing says so much. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to zoom out on this a little bit. Yeah. And and, and just I feel like the courage of this boy is just like ah, what a what a star, right? And I feel like in that culture, those of us who are stars are never told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we are, we, we don't even know it. So first of all, well, your, your um, light is, they try to stifle it. They don't you, want they you to do. start. Yeah. So first of all, I feel like, um, when lightning invited Jimmy to his house, like what the heck uh, at the beginning, like that's not respecting him. That's not respecting his parents. That's like, you don't, even if you're a lightning, you don't, you don't invite the kid to your house. Right. And, and right. he did that at the beginning. Okay. So then, so, so it's kind of like we're, we're traveling along like this and then we're turning a corner. Right. Yeah. And, and he's, and then uh, Jimmy, Jimmy says, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jimmy says his truth mm-hmm. and the whole thing changes. All of a sudden lightning goes to the paper. Lightning talks to his parents. Mm-hmm. lightning asks for forgiveness lightning and all of that happened because this little guy had the courage mm-hmm. to say something and when we when we have a relationship with anyone and it's not going well I mean, it's just gonna continue mm-hmm. but when mm-hmm. we say something we risk everything we risk our entire relationship. We, 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 we wonder if we'll ever be able to have a relationship again. We feel like, can I like, and he, he risked and the whole thing turned around and no one told Jimmy what yeah. an amazing thing he did. No one. Yeah. And yet this little kid turned everything. And I, I I'm just like, they missed the whole goodness of this the whole point yeah you're right there's that there's the whole element of like the secret things coming to light and the freedom and healing that can come with that like Mm -hmm. it's keep it hidden keep it hidden keep it hidden apologize if you go out of line right all of that yeah. yeah, but also like with lightning, like no, keep it hidden. Lightning, nope, keep it hidden. Don't it's nobody's don't let business. Know. But when yeah. it, then when it's out there and you can talk about it, then also mm-hmm. it loses its power. And mm-hmm. Jimmy was really, in many ways, responsible for that. You're right. Wow. And I feel it's important to mention that the person that has the courage now has the changed relationship. Yes. Yeah. So he paid. And he got what he bought. What a hmm. different takeaway than we're told to take away from this episode. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Like the opposite. And yeah. here's this little boy thinking that I'm I'm sinful because I didn't apologize. And yeah. you know, and oh now I now lightning's gonna be a good guy, but he has no idea of the courage and the amazingness that he just showed. Well, and you know, going forward, he's going to carry that with him. And instead of speaking up as strongly next time, he's going to shut down because 
he was told that it was wrong for him to speak up. And so he's not going to. And so that is putting him on this trajectory where instead of being encouraged for doing these amazing, courageous things, he's going to stop doing them because he thinks they're wrong. And that's heartbreaking. Yeah. I want to meet him now and go, Jimmy, you did a good thing. Also, this whole thing about like the Old Testament heroes and how they were, they did terrible things and God used them. Like they were still these this is exactly the the exact thing that Modeling. is used to excuse abusers oh. in power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, like, Absolutely. Only human. But at least God like punished these guys and they changed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That that part seems to get lost when they're when this is excuse is being used to like prop up abusers. But it really is about all about intention. And if my intention is to say, yeah, but, and to give excuses, then I'm going to just show up and I'm going to use excuses. If, you know, if as a, as, as a pastor, my intention is to come clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My intention is to deeply apologize and to say that that wasn't appropriate and I'm going to step down and get some counseling maybe and yeah. figure out why that happened because that's not who I want to be. Yeah. That's very different. But when people have that intention, yeah. they'll use anything. The Bible, <clears throat> Mickey yeah. Mouse, they'll do whatever it takes. And and like a focus too. Like is your focus and your intention toward relationships? You know, is it toward building community or is it toward power? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that, that's <clears throat> that's the thing about church. People can get to power quickly, mm-hmm. quicker than other social structures. True. So not not as quickly now as they used to be able to, but it's it's too easy. And so power people who are power hungry can easily get there. Yeah. A whole other story. Um, so Jimmy, after being forced to listen to Lightning, forgives him and their friends again. And then Lightning tells him as a friend to call him by his first name. And Jimmy doesn't know his first name because the only people that know his first name are his friends. So we find out his first name is Melvin. <laughs> and then they do some like ribbing back and forth about their names. Jimmy calls him Melvin, and Melvin calls him Bimmy Jarkley. <laughs> so <laughs> and it's Melvin. kind of a sweet moment. Yeah, it relieves the tension. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so another thing that I have to say that is stark obvious to me that I, I just, again, like spiders with webs in my face, I can't not notice it. <clears throat> and that is this terrible lack of interoception. Okay, interoception exteroception and I made notes neuroception (laughs) so when I'm born I have very limited sense of self my stomach does something that I don't like and so I cry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when I cry that is me tuning into interoception that is me understanding what my body is doing now interoception is not just physiological but it is based on my 
own, and it's not just cognitive, but it's based on my own perception of me. It can also be when I'm going to lean forward, I will lean forward far enough and then my foot will go up. That's interoception because it keeps me from falling. So I have this mm -hmm. natural communication physiologically, emotionally, that, that tells me how to respond. Karen, is, it, is that kind of like instinct, like trusting your body? It can, it, it can also be called intuition, oh, but it's also okay. more than that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But, but when we get down to it, it's often a general sense. But when we actually look at that general sense, it comes from a physiology. So, like your so sixth sense or like your, yeah, like yeah. your gut reaction. Yeah. yeah. So there's this interoception that, okay, I, I'm getting poked. Ow, ow, something's happened. That's my interoception going, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't feel good. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my interoception when I'm born is very limited. I mostly know exteroception. Because my mom will cradle me and hold me and, and, and feed me and, and, and tell me my name and, and teach me how to respond in the world, right? And by my exteroception, I learn interoception. Wow. Hmm. So here's an example. So caregiving <clears throat> small like babies is very important. <laughs> huge, huge. There, there's a debate right now on, you know, what the, the amount... The age is many, many researchers say 18 months. Bottom line, it's very, it's very powerful what happens to us early in our life. Mm -hmm. Okay. That we know for sure. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, all researchers agree on that part. Okay. Yeah. Exteroception. How does exteroception become interoception? So here's an example. So I'm 18 months old. I'm in my crib. I'm in, not crib. I'm in my high chair and everyone's around the table and they're talking and laughing and it's all good. And I'm kind of enjoying it. And all of a sudden there's this bang. And I don't know that that's something I haven't heard before. And so I go, I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. Right. And there's actually a, there's a way that startled happens. Everyone startles the same way. Hands go out, head goes back, and then we go inward. Everyone startles oh, that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But anyway, when, we st when I startle, then I look around. I don't know how to respond. I don't have any information in me. I have no interoception for that experience. So I look around, and everyone's going, ah, ha, 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 And so I'll go, ah, ha, 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 And I will now have interoception that tells me that bang is not dangerous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Take two. Same scenario. People are sitting around the table. We're laughing and having a great time. Bang! As, a, as an 18-month-old, I startle. And then I look around and my mom grabs me and covers my mouth and runs upstairs. I'm feeling her heartbeat on, on my body. I'm noticing this interoception. That mm -hmm. bang is dangerous for me. Yeah. And so my exteroception early in my development becomes my interoception. Hmm. If it, early in my development, I am not given the need, my needs are not met for whatever reason. Then later on, so, so the interoceptive piece, my exteroception is, help me. 
don't get response. Help me. Don't mm-hmm. get response. Help me. Don't get response. My later response will be, don't ask for help. And it won't yep. be, it won't be cognitively exteroception going, I think I'll ask for help. And no, I won't. But what it will be, it will be like this. This is my sense of self. And this is what's happened to it. I don't even notice that it's been invisibilized. And so mm-hmm. all I notice is that people don't talk to me. People don't respect me. How come I'm not being respected? So <clears throat> what, I'm, what I'm seeing missing in this film or in this story is there's no interoception. All there is is exteroception. There is mm-hmm. no developing of this person's inner responses. Mm-hmm. All there is is you have a... Your exteroception is you love this, you love this hero, right? What would be valuable would be going, oh, how many cards do you have? What what do you love about him? What what did you like when he did that? Oh, do you like basketball? Why do you like basketball? What does your body do when you think about basketball? None of that. Mm-hmm. All it is is exteroception, move from exteroception here to exteroception there. Yeah. Move from hero to Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I have to say, I've I've been, but I've noticed in the Christian or the evangelical circles, this shallowness, mm-hmm. this lack of depth that is, and it's always like, you're a Christian and you did that? Like, I've I haven't gone to I haven't gone to church for 25 years and I would in a million years never do that. Uh-huh. But there's this lack of interoception mm-hmm. because they've been taught to either do this right or that right. But don't think about, don't apply how it how it feels to you or what's happening. I noticed this. This is something that I've noticed, but I haven't been able to put the words to. I noticed this a lot when reading a book by a male author. It's a lot of this event happens, this event happens, this event happens. These two people bicker, blah, 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 on and on and on. Even if it's from a first person perspective, but there isn't a lot of my reaction to our bickering was, or (laughs) I felt shame or any, like there's no interoception, as you say, because I noticed this, I reread The Hobbit a few years ago, and it's very like, this happens and this happens and this happens, but there's like, you know, things that happen and tension between members and people that don't like Bilbo and Bilbo that doesn't like people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's all of these things that happen, but there's never any, like there was, I, I mean, I just like in my mind, in the language that I had, I just thought there was no inward emotion described to any of these things. And I just like, didn't like that. Cause I was like, well, I don't know how like I'm reacting to these things in a certain way reading it mm-hmm. but I don't know how you're reacting because you're not telling me how you're reacting and yeah. I didn't like that because there was no relatability it was just kind of like this happened and this happened and this happened the mm-hmm. end of the story no growth no mm-hmm. intro introspection no mm-hmm. nothing um and and I hated that and so so since then I just like have stopped reading male authors a little bit because <laughs> 
I mean, not yeah. that they're all like this, but I, I like an emotional story. I like feeling emotionally connected with the person or like knowing that there's more going on inside their head than just going to the next campsite or walking through the forest. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you would notice because you're an author, right? Like that. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd notice that because mm-hmm. I don't read that many books other than the ones I have to. Right. But I, I feel like that, that's something that you would notice. And the other thing about exteroception is if we've only learned exteroception, then what happens is something comes to us. We go, how should I think about this? Oh, I'm going to filter, filter, filter. So we use our exteroception in place mm-hmm. of interoception. And we don't realize that there's been no connecting. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like thinking about ways I've seen this and like in, in the church. Over and over. Yeah. Oh man. And, and in the church I, leadership I, too. Yeah. I don't, I don't personally, I don't have a lot of, you know, <laughs> as you guys were raised as pastors, kids, I don't have a lot of, not, not that, you know, my dad was so awful, but I, I don't have a lot of respect just because someone's in leadership. I yeah. remember I remember this one guy <clears throat> who was in, in St. Albert. He was a youth pastor and he was sleazy. Uh, and I remember uh-huh. at the time, I, I didn't know that I was working from my interoception, but I wouldn't talk to him. I didn't like when he looked at me. I had to go to youth group. He'd ask me a question. I'd say, no. And then he'd ask me again. I'd say, I said, no, like I huh. was not, I had no time for that man. Mm-hmm. Three years later, guess who's in jail? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. For what? But what did I get? I got, why are you being so disrespectful yeah. to our youth pastor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only from my adults, but from my peers. And that interoception is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to filter that and you need to put out the exteroception. And what we lose in humankind when we filter and we only listen to the outward and we don't listen to the inward is profound. I say if you can't listen to that in yourself, you can't appreciate other people listening to that in themselves, you know? Like we yeah. see in this episode, exactly. like nobody exactly. there has the tools to say, wow, Jimmy, good for you, because none of them have inter- exactly. In- wait, which one? Interoception. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. And, <clears throat> and so the loss is profound. Mm-hmm. But the gain is then, you know, if my body says that I feel more Muslim or I feel attracted to the same sex partner or I feel like I'm going to live with someone and not marry them, whatever it is outside of that expected culture, then that doesn't come up mm-hmm. because you're not connecting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, so there's a benefit for society or for this particular culture in that people stay in their place better. Mm-hmm. But yep. the loss to us as human beings is profound. Yeah. And it's still a loss to the society because they lose the the valuable, like, different perspectives. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know, you because know? the Christian belief, you, you have to stick to certain rules. You just do. Yeah. I mean, like and, to them, they may not understand it as a loss to their to yeah. their group, but it really is. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it's a loss individually and collectively. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. Wow. So thank you for letting me share. I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I yes, think, uh, oh. Just, just adding one more thing. And so there's mm-hmm. this interception that I learn about when I'm young that I, I feel many of us as uh, being raised evangelical haven't learned mm-hmm. and are just learning. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that exterception that we kind of, always used as a filter, not even listening to the other. But as we learn both, then there's also something called um, neuroception, which is our way of identifying what is safe, what is neutral, what is okay. We have this way of measuring it Mm. as it comes out. And that's the neuroception that takes the interoception and ex extraception and um combines it i've recently learned that it's 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 um pronounced interoception and exteroception oh okay but um yeah so really interesting and really really Uh helpful and you can't have that neuroception until you have interoception (laughs) and exteroception accurate Right. Because, because, okay, just throwing in, this probably won't go on, on tape, but interesting stuff (coughs) like, (coughs) excuse me, for example, chronic pain. Um, If let's say I I put my hand to the flame, ow, interoception says I'm feeling burnt. I look and the exteroception is keep my hand, my arm away from the flame. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's accurate. Intero exteroception. Sometimes we have inaccurate interoception when I'm walking around and my arm feels like it's on fire. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's from trauma. And that's and then we work with that. Oh, but yeah, that's okay. something total. But we need to understand there's interoception, there's exteroception, there's neuroception, because sometimes they're mis they're they're misfiring. I, I'm sure you've seen the people who you talk to them and you're I don't know why, la, 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 right? And and they, they see people as their enemy when they're not mm-hmm. but it's because their their uh threat response has been used so much that now it's just it's just not a reliable resource for them but they don't know it yet yeah mm-hmm. and their body's saying <gasps> another person ah right and, and without knowing it they're they're cre- continuing to create this so in our own some things are un um or inaccurate interoception and if that's the case our experiences will continue to happen that are traumatic yeah and often Mm -hmm. we need to interrupt that and so that's what i do wow Wow. and and it's personally mind-blowing like i continually learn from others and then i i see my own Right. And I see how in my own interoception and understanding of trauma, I 
I'm realizing I've spent most of my life in free. Uh Having had significant experiences that felt unsafe early in my development. Mm -hmm. And so then, and what happens is as we form our person, strands get thrown in there that aren't our authentic self that we don't Mm -hmm. know, but because they get woven in for years and years Mm -hmm. and years, we think that's part of us. They are things that served you well in an environment, maybe in an unsafe environment when you were young, that you don't need anymore, you know? Yeah. Well, and sometimes you don't even realize you don't need them because you don't realize, like, I took me, I don't know, I'm over half a century old, and I'm just realizing most of my life I've been in freeze. Yeah. And, And yeah, like, thank goodness I was. But I don't want to just stay there, you know. Well, I sure enjoy talking with such brilliant minds, such great thoughts that I I never thought of. So thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. I really value your opinion. I really enjoy not only your brilliance, but the way you guys laugh and and, (laughs) and joke around when you're doing that. I just find it so, so lovely to to watch and I feel like I'm I'm a part of it. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Oh, this was, yeah, thank this you was for so coming. fun. We definitely yeah. want to do this again and do some okay. Patreon content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds yeah. good. That sounds good. Uh you you will find that uh my rants are similar. Great. <laughs> I'm a it takes big a interception ranter. So I love a few it. times of hearing it before it okay. really settles fully. <laughs> well, and and part of the problem is when you're when you're seeing so many different clients who all have the same like um blind spot. Yeah. Right? That then you you just end up going there continually. Yeah. Yeah. We look forward to having you back again soon. Okay. Yes. Uh, and thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, if you like us, please leave us a review on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify. We like to know you guys are listening. Send us a message. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Ideology Podcast. You can uh, check out our website at adventuresinideology.ca or find us, follow us on Patreon. It's $5 a month and you get two extra episodes fun stuff that is not adventures and odyssey related but other um religious evangelical deconstruction type fun stuff uh and that is patreon our patreon is adventures and ideology so find us at all the places send us the messages we love hearing from you guys we have the best fans ever um and have a good night bye Bye. Bye. Thank you.